Okay, pain and suffering. All right. Uh, this is a big one. Okay, so uh, one, of the, one of the things that I, I want to kick off with is a story. Uh, probably many of you have heard this story before. I've shared it before uh, many times, and especially when I talk to kids because they think it's cool. My kids think it's cool, so you're going to think it's cool. Um, but um, I was on a mission trip down in Mexico, and I'm down there, and uh, I'm leading this team with a friend, and we're there building this, uh, we're helping to build this structure, and we're building this structure, and um, it's a great cause. We're trying to uh, essentially establish a daycare down there uh, because parents in this small, poor community were having to put their kids up for adoption for their kids to have a chance to make it. And so what we wanted to do is open up a free daycare so that kids could stay with their families. Uh, so we're down there, uh, they were, they, these people donated this land and all this, and we're down there working on that project. And uh, I'll never forget, you know, that uh, we're down there and, and it's like, man, there's no electricity or anything. We're staying in, I, I'm in this, we've got this little building, I don't even know what it is, a hut building thing, and, and we're say, staying in these things. And, uh, and I'm there and I'm like reading my Bible. And if, if you're a Christian in this room, there's probably been moments where you go, man, God, I am really following you right now, right? You, it's okay to be honest. Where you're just like, man, God, are you impressed? Like, because this is, this is like, this is biblical. Like, you know, like, I mean, no electricity. I have my flashlight out reading my Bible. Like, Oh, yeah. I'm like, God, I mean, are you seeing this? You know, here we are. I'm in, Mac you know, like, I'm talking all this. Like, you know, and man, I'm just serving. I'm, I'm sacrificing uh, for you, God, you know. And, and, and I'm down there, you know, and, 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 I, and it was, I was having a great time with, with God. I was reading my Bible, and there was no distractions because there was no noises or anything. And, uh, and then, man, I just felt on my arm just a, just a, a burning sensation. Then another burning sensation, and I, and I had like the covers on because it was kind of chilly. It was at night, and then, and then I felt it again, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, my arm is burning. And I look up at my arm, and there's these three massive welts, that, and they're like, it's like they're bubbling, and there's like white stuff coming out of them, like a liquid. And I look at it, and I just go, okay, that's not good. You know, like, that's not good. And, and so I'm like, what just happened? You know, and I move the covers, and there's a scorpion. And, uh, and, and I, you know, and I'm just like, ah, you know? And, and, you know, it was, I have my study Bible because it's super spiritual, right? So I have my study Bible, which is larger than my normal Bible, right? And, and so, you know, I went biblical on the scorpion, bam, you know, like, thus saith the Lord, you know, I rebuke you, you know, this is what you get. And, uh, you know, and the scorpion met Jesus. So, but anyway, I remember like, because I was there and, and my buddy who was, over, we were overseeing this trip together, but he was down there a lot and, and I'm, he had his little trailer down there. I knock on his trailer and I go, hey bud, uh, are you awake? And he's like, what's, what's going on? I go, well, what do you know about scorpions? And he goes, scorpions? I don't know anything about scorpions. He goes, why? I go, well, I just got stung by one like three times on my arm. And he goes, oh no. And I said, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we did what what the only thing we knew to do, to call the, the people that we knew were smarter than us. We both called our wives. 
uh, you know, uh, and, and we called our wives. I woke my wife up, and, and I go, honey, um, can you, like, get on the internet? Like, I, I got, you know, stung by a scorpion, and, and she is just like, what? What? What is happening, you know? And, and so she goes to the place you don't go. You don't go to WebMD. She goes to WebMD. So she went to WebMD. His wife's looking up stuff. And, and, and Lindsay, my wife's name is Lindsay, she just starts reading WebMD to me. And she goes, okay, it says make sure that if it stings you, it, it doesn't sting you twice. And I'm like, oh, we got three, three in us, honey. I got three. Uh, you know, and the most deadly ones are in Mexico. Oh, that's where we are. You know, and, and just she kept reading. I said, okay, we're good, honey. Uh, we're going to, you know, and, and ultimately there were some missionaries, local missionaries that are down there full time. And so my buddy calls them, and they're like, yeah, he needs to get, we need to get him to the hospital. So uh, anyway, so we drove out to, I don't even know where, way out. I mean, this is way deep Mexico, out in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, and we, get to, we get to this hospital, and they give me some shots, and then they're like, literally, they go, you have an hour. If your neck doesn't start swelling, you're going to be fine. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Like, you know, so like, it was, and it was like an hour drive back. So we were just like dead silent, like the whole hour, like. You know, and uh, but I think one of the things I, I, I obviously I made it. I'm good. I you know I'm alive. Uh, but um, <laughs> when I look back at that, there is there's this mindset that I had that that I think we often have, and and it's and it's this mindset where if if I'm doing what I'm supposed to, and if if I'm a Christian and I'm I'm following God, I'm I'm going to church, I'm, I'm reading my Bible. Uh, I'm overall living a good life, then, then I should be good, right? Like, life should work out for me. I shouldn't have certain things happen to me uh, because I'm trying to do what's right. And, 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 and we may not verbalize that, but I think we make some of those assumptions. And I think where it comes from is this root um, misconception that we have when it comes to our relationship with God, when, when, uh, oftentimes I find that we think that because I'm going to make this decision uh, to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior and enter into this relationship, that it's his obligation now to take any pain or any suffering and make sure I never have that in my life. And, 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 and it's kind of this nonverbal agreement, isn't it, to where we go, okay, God, I'm going to like believe in you, trust you, I'm going to do this, and then... Once again, it's nonverbal, but we're assuming now you're going to hold your end of the bargain up. And, and what's interesting is what we uh, anticipate and assume uh, for his end of the bargain is essentially that everything's going to work out how we want, right? Our health, uh, the relationships we want to be in, um, the friendships that we're going to have, the job we want to have, where we want to live, all of that should work out because God, I'm doing this for you. And, 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 and just as, you know, in, in that mindset where I was down there uh, in Mexico going, God, see, like, look at me. And then all of a sudden, here I am experiencing this pain, going through this moment of, like, suffering, like, oh, my goodness. And, and it was, like, shocking, right? Um, but, you guys, I, I think that one thing that I have seen and, and learned um, over my short time on this planet is that suffering affects absolutely everybody. Pain affects absolutely everybody. And, 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 it, and it's not just people that you go, oh, well, they kind of had it coming. 
They kind of did that, and, and so there you go. And it's not just like, oh, well, they, they wouldn't have it because, you know, they're so great. Like, like I, I've, just, I've seen it affect everybody. Um, I remember uh, when I first got into ministry and I was a youth pastor and, and just walking through one of the students, one of the students that I had, she was losing her father. Her father was dying and just walking through that with their family and, and just walking through the questions she had and, and, and just why and how painful that was. And some of us have watched uh, loved ones uh, pass away and it's been awful. It's been devastating. The uncle that I'm named after, I watched him just wilt away uh, from a uh, disease. And, 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 we, and we've seen it on so many levels. I've seen, uh, you know, families lose uh, their, their kids. Uh, you know, you've seen relational pain. Many of you have been in relational pain, the pain of, of, of somebody being disloyal, cheating on somebody. For some of you, uh, you've been uh, maybe bullied or physically, emotionally uh, abused. Uh, for some of us, we've maybe been to another country, and you've seen pain on a whole other level when you've visited uh, another uh, country. Um, for some of us, I think the pain uh, is, or the suffering, we would say it's in the past, and yet it's still affecting us today. Like for some of us, we look back at a season or a time or a moment, um, but it still is very real, and we find ourselves still dealing uh, with it. Maybe your pain is right now, and it's, uh, maybe it's physically, maybe it's emotionally, maybe it's mentally, and you're walking through just a really, really rough season. Or you're just, man, you've got a family member or a friend going through something, you're like, man, what do I do? How do I help them? Isn't that tough? When a family member or friend's going through something, you love them, and they're suffering, and you don't know why, and you want to make promises to them, but you can't promise that. It's tough. And so let's just be honest. Let's ask, let's ask some of the questions, right? Here's some of the questions that people ask. And then I'm going to share some of the responses that uh, are typically given when someone's going through pain. So here's the questions that we ask, right? First one's this, why me, right? Why me? We ask that question. This isn't fair. Where's God? How can a loving God allow this? Why won't he heal me? Why won't he take this away? I hear you say, Steve, he's all-powerful, all-knowing, he's sovereign over everything, so why, if he's that, why won't he take this away? What did I do to deserve this? And these are questions, I mean, guys, I, I think I've asked every one of those. I don't know about you. I think I've asked every one of those. And then here's some of the responses that, that I hear. These are responses that, I've heard other people uh, share, whether I was in a hospital room and heard someone else saying something. And sometimes I hear people say stuff to people in a, in, that are going through pain or suffering, and I just go, oh, no. Why are you telling them that? No. But here's some of the things that I hear when it comes to pain uh, and uh, suffering. What's God trying to teach you through this? Is there sin in your life? You must have stepped outside of his will. He's trying to get your attention. With more faith, you can be healed. You need to praise God that you get to walk through this. Now, um, 
these are responses. I've heard every one of these responses. These responses aren't all wrong, and they aren't all necessarily bad, but um, the context in which they're used and how they're said can be very, very harmful. Very harmful. Um, and, and, and so we got to ask, how do we respond, and, and, and how do we view pain and suffering? Like, how do we look at it? How do we uh, approach it? Or, is it? or does it just become that thing that we, that we just go, I, I don't know what to do with it? And a lot of times, guys, when there's something that we don't know what to do with, what do we do with it? We just, like, like get it away from me, right? And you just hope and pray that nobody asks you about it, nobody wants to talk to you, nobody wants to talk to you about it because you don't have a good response for it. And, and I think that's often what we do when it comes to pain. Um, Phil Piancy wrote a book called Where is God When It Hurts? And I read it when I was in college, and I, I, I loved it. I, um, I loved the book. Um, I, I used to love some of his writings. His theology's gotten a little weird, but, but I still, I loved his writings. In fact, I got to spend some time with him, and I was like, man, you are way more interesting on paper than you are in person. Um, but anyway, on paper, he's fantastic. Um, but in that book... Uh, he explores this topic very in-depth. And, 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 and I remember when I read that book, this was something that I was wrestling with, walking through, and struggling. And, he, and, and in that book, he spends time with, at that time, a famous doctor named Dr. Paul Brand, and, uh, Paul Brand. And that doctor really breaks down pain. And it's this doctor that had spent all this time in India. And, and, and just talking about, like, just being with people experiencing the, the depths of pain, like, like the worst of pain. Like, there's pain, like, ow, and then there's pain that's just, like, unmanageable, right? And this doctor had spent so much time studying and doing uh, research on uh, pain. And, and, and what it really broke down in the book is, is one of the questions was how, why we actually need pain in our lives, which is crazy. They're talking about why we actually need, why we need pain and, and, and how when I'm hurting that my, my body is trying to tell me something and that's God's gift to you. And how the, these pain sensors that we have uh, all over uh, our body, they're, they're actually there to protect us from, from hurting ourselves more to tell us, hey, that's burning. You might have just been stung by a scorpion. Right? Like, like, like there's certain pain, there's, there's, there's things that, it, so it's communicating uh, to us. And, and, and ultimately, and I don't want to rehash the whole book, but, but it gets to this place where it talks about how pain is essential to us having the most fulfilling life possible. And, and one of the things that, that they hit on is how it's crazy because culture puts in our head the opposite message, Right? Everything that we see is geared uh, to and, and, and focused on what? How can we reduce and protect anybody from pain, right? As a parent, how do I protect my child from any kind of pain in their life? And, and that consumes our mindsets, right? Um, and, 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 and they talk about different things. And one of the things that, that is a really interesting thought is this. How... From an emotional standpoint, do you experience the fullness of what pleasure is if you've never experienced pain? I want you to think about that for a second. Um, you know, it, 
when you when you watch the Olympics, I love watching the Olympics, right? It's so awesome. It's like, you know, especially like the Summer Olympics, these these individuals and there's like, it's, there's something different about like representing like your country, you, like your whole country's riding on you. And, um, and, and every time, you know, you know, you see the, the before race or whatever it may be, they, t- they, sh- they share stories about these individual athletes. And, and some of the stories are just incredible, right? Because they share what? They share what that athlete has come, uh, has come back from. The injuries, the, the heartache, uh, the moments of failure, right? Uh, of pain. And every time uh, at the end and, and, and when an athlete succeeds or wins uh, and they interview them, they're always like what? They're always, thank- they're always like thankful for the journey, right? They're thankful for the pain that went into them arriving because they appreciate it uh, to a degree that they wouldn't have if they hadn't gone through what they went through. And so there's an element here of like, uh, of, of how even like pain and suffering in our lives, um, you know, it's, it's amazing how through that we can actually gain a perspective and appreciation and an enjoyment in life that's greater because of what we've been through. Um, and, 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 and so uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, that we need to think about. You know, you think of childbirth, right? Like, uh, and I'm not going to pretend I know what, what it's like to have a baby. So I just want to put that out there, okay? I have no idea what it's like. I've just been in the same room, okay? Um, but I, I can tell you this. For nine months, uh, every, all three of our boys, it was not fun for my wife. Uh, now, I know some women, they're like, I love being pregnant. And I'm like, Wow. That wasn't our experience, but wow, that's great, you know. Um, but I know that uh, it was it was tough. Nine months is tough, and 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 then you're there, and and then it gets really really tough, right before, like I mean, crazy tough. Not, I didn't go through it. I was just there once again, but pain, and then in one moment, it's like, it's incredible. And, and, and you just think of that, like, like what can come out of those environments? And, and we just see a different perspective when it comes to uh, pain. And, uh, and C.S. Lewis said, pain is the megaphone of God. God whispers to us in our pleasure, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. And the thing that's interesting if you study religions is some religions try to deny all pain or they try to rise above it. But Christianity starts with the fact that suffering exists as a result of the fall, right? It exists due to mankind's decisions. And one of the realities uh, in God's words that's crazy to me is, is the fact that Adam and Eve, when you go back to the garden, they had a perfect environment, did they? Didn't they? It was perfect. And yet they chose what? Not to follow God in that. So one of the things that I think is important is even if there was no pain or suffering, uh, we see that Adam and Eve still chose, made a decision to not honor God. So if there was just no pain and suffering, you guys, it wouldn't fix us. It wouldn't solve us. 
Right, so so we see that, and when it comes to uh, pain uh, in the Old Testament, there's there's two themes that stand out when we when we look at pain in the Old Testament, uh, and the first is there, there's warnings against painful consequences that will follow specific actions. Okay, so so that's one example. The second is there's Old Testament passages that show God causing human suffering as a punishment for wrong behavior. Okay, now, here is what I want to like break down uh, you know, for you guys because I know that this can be really challenging and struggling for people. See, the Old Testament, when you look at punishment and God punishing, we don't like that, do we? Like we look at that and you go, what's, what's wrong with you, God? Why did you do that? Um, you know, you should have been more gracious and, and all that. You guys, every time you see punishment in the Old Testament where God is punishing, who is he punishing? punishing his people. He's punishing uh, the nation of Israel, his, his, his chosen people who are hand-selected, uh, who, who have made a covenant, uh, right, with God, kind of like a contract with God that, that we're going to live this way, right? And then over and over in the Old Testament, they choose to not do that, to go against him. And, and God, he doesn't just go, oh, I'm mad. Zzz, you're done. No, what does he do? He actually sends these prophets to do what? To warn them. He, like to warn them over and over. In fact, you see it like over and over and over. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stop doing that. Repent from that. Turn from that. If you don't, this is what's going to happen. If you will do this this way, he's going to bless you, right? So it's like so clear. And yet what happens, right? They, they, they continue to not do what they're supposed to. And we see them uh, being uh, punished, Okay, kind of like a child. In the New Testament, we, uh, we see um, pain uh, spoken. Man, uh, we see it a lot. And, one of the, and what I want to highlight is where we see it originating from. In Luke 13, 16, um, Jesus is um, walking around ministering, and there's a woman who it says has a disabling spirit. And in Luke 13, 16, uh, it, it says, and because they're mad at him for healing this woman on the Sabbath. And Jesus says, And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, it says, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? Now, what is he saying there? This daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound. Okay? So who caused that pain, that affliction? You can speak out loud. It's okay. Oh, there you go. Wow, look at that. You can do it. In 2 Corinthians 12, 7. This is Paul, and he says, So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of, to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Okay, so who is bringing this pain on them? Satan is, right? So who is not causing that? God, right? So is that something we go, God, why, why are you doing this? No, uh, we see that, that Satan um, is at work trying to cause events in all of our lives, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, all these things. He's working behind the scenes uh, to try uh, and, 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 and to essentially destroy us. I mean, we actually read his goal is to kill us. To steal, kill, and destroy. 
That's his, that's his goal. That's, that's what he uh, wants to happen. Um, in, in Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 5, it says this. Uh, there were some present at that very time who told him, and they're talking to Jesus here once again, who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the, the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Now, there's two current events that are going on that are dominating uh, the, the conversation here. Uh, Pilate has, has, has essentially murdered, uh, slaughtered these members of this religious minority, and then this tower falls, this crazy accident, killing all these people. Now, the perception in those days was if you were in pain or suffering, you were the cause of it. Essentially, you're getting what you deserved. You must be doing something wrong. Okay, so, so over and over again, um, in, in, in fact, in, in John chapter 9, verses 1 through 5, Jesus is walking with his disciples, and this is what they say. It says, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Ooh, that's a circle, underlined, double tapped. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, night is coming, when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Okay, so... We just looked at these, these random world events that happens. And, and what was Jesus' response? Listen, that didn't happen because they were, they, were, they were in this crazy sin and you're no different than them. It's like, like these things are going to happen. This world is fallen. When you hear about these things happening, it needs to bring you to a place of urgency knowing that at any point in time, your time could come. And so when you hear about these things going on, it needs to drive you to urgency in your relationship with God. And then they see this, this other guy, right, who's, who's suffering, uh, this, this, this man that's been blind since birth. And, and his disciples, they're just sharing the, the views of the times, right? They're saying, hey, who, who's responsible for this, him or his parents? Because he clearly must have deserved this. And, and, uh, and I love what Jesus says here, and, and it's a verse I cling to to uh, often in my own life. And, and here's essentially what he is saying. God, God does not promise to take away our pain on this planet. What he does promise is that he will use it. I want you to hear that. He does not promise on this, on this planet <laughs> that he is going to take away uh, your pain, your suffering, that, that you're never going to have it happen. But he promises that when it does happen, he will and he can use it for his greatest good. Now, when you're going through it and you're in the midst of it, 
that's not an easy perspective to have. So I want to be really honest on that. And that's what's been so hard for me to hear when people are in the midst of crazy pain and someone says, what's wrong with you? What, like, like, you like God's going to use this. Like why? And they're sitting there just broken, you know? Um, guys, it's a promise that you, that you have to be able to just cling to. He doesn't promise to take it away, but he promises to use it. And God, Jesus, God in the flesh is telling his disciples, that guy is like that so that my glory could be displayed. I'm going to use that. Guys, I don't know. Maybe it is healing. He can heal. Maybe it's healing, right? Maybe he does heal, and, and people see his glory displayed in his healing. Man, I've seen him do stuff like that, and it's just like, God, you're amazing. Maybe, maybe there's something in that pain, in that suffering. We looked at the verse with, with Paul where a messenger of the enemy, right? Satan, a thorn to the side. And Paul, when we look at scripture, Paul had the gift of healing, okay? Like when you look at like who could heal, Paul could heal, right? But for whatever reason, this thorn to the side, we don't know what it was, lots of different views. Uh, he could not get it to go away. He like pray for it all the time. He couldn't get it to go away. But what, what do we see there? He's able to acknowledge and see that God was using it to keep him from becoming conceited, right? So it wasn't taken away. And yet Paul is able to get to the place where he's like, I hate this thing, but man, God, you're using it. Like you're using it. And he can see that. He can be thankful in that. So, so for some of us, what that suffering or pain is going to accomplish in us, in our lives, um, the, the, the humility it's going to bring into our lives, for some of us, it's going to bring you to a dependency on God. Like for some of us, our lives have been really good and Christianity has just been this tag along, but it's never been a dependent thing. It's never, I, I need you, Jesus. And guys, when you go through pain and suffering, man, you, and you can't do anything to heal yourself or heal that person or fix it, boy, you're not so independent, are you? And so sometimes it teaches us just how we're to depend on him. Maybe the pain and the suffering is designed to protect you from something down the road. Maybe that pain and that suffering is going to is going to open a door for you to connect with someone that you never could have connected with before. I've got two different people uh, at our church that are texting me all the time that are right now battling cancer. And almost weekly, they both text me about people that they've met on this journey that God is opening doors and conversations with people that don't know Jesus and they're having amazing conversations with them. And they're sitting there and they're, and they're like just struggling and they're, and they're sending me texts just saying, praise God, guess what happened today? And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And so they're, they're, they're in it. They're battling it. They're, they're in the midst of suffering, not knowing what's going to happen, and they're seeing opportunities even in that, these doors that, that God uh, is opening. You know? um, and even, you know, I've seen this even when people pass away. Even when people pass away, you go, man, what's the worst case? The worst case is when you see someone pass away pass away, right? But man, I've even seen that in, uh, you know, uh, I've had the, the privilege to do two of my really good friends' funerals. And in both of those settings, I have seen so many people come to know Jesus because of their deaths. 
And you know what? <laughs> they're, they're up in heaven. Like, do you think they want to come back? No. And the, the, the thought that, that their death was used in a way to like reach people that had never even thought about God or relationship with God, it was, it was incredible. And so you, you have no idea what he's doing or how he's going to use it. But, but once again, let's just look at what he promises. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 16 through 18, it says, So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. He says, For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are unseen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And so one of the challenges that is so hard to do, but we have to get ourselves there, is is to be able to understand and know and embrace yeah i am in this pain this is a tough season and it's affecting me in a whole bunch of different ways but god help me to see the eternal perspective in this help me god to 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 be able to climb up a little bit and give me that view give me that higher view because i know that when i'm in a season of just struggle or suffering i'm very consumed with what what's right in front of me. I have a really hard time climbing up. I have a really hard time even like opening my Bible and going there because you know what? Sometimes too, when you're in that, you're just mad at God. You're mad at him because you want, you just don't want to deal with it. You want it to be fixed. And, and, and it's like, we have to go back and, and, and we have to know uh, that, that one, he never promises, I'm just going to solve all your problems because you, you're in a relationship with me. He, now, now, here's what's so great. In Revelation 21.4, this is what he says. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. So he is going to do all that. Like, it's all going to be gone. Like, when, when we go to heaven, there's no more tears, no more suffering, no more pain. So he's going to do, he's going to hold up that end of the bargain. But he says, while you're here, while you're walking through pain, when you're going through suffering, I'm going to use it, I'm, and I'm going to be operating on an eternal, uh, eternal playing field. I'm not operating in the here and the now, and I'm going to need you to trust me, to trust me. And not just you trust me, but I want to use you to help other people be able to trust me when they're going through it. Because guys, whether it's you or someone else, you're going to be in situations with people. And man, there is nothing more powerful than just getting in there with somebody, encouraging them, loving them, and not, and not quoting a bunch of verses uh, at them or just saying, hey, you just need more faith. Let's go. What's wrong with you? But getting, uh, getting in that with them, loving them, encouraging them, praying for them, and just telling them, hey, I don't know what God is doing. I don't, but I know he is doing something. He is. And I'm going to walk with you through it because I, I, I want to see it. And you're there with them. And you just walk with them through it. Guys, it, it, this is a tough, tough topic. But he promises to use it. 
and maybe this is the topic that's kept you away from a relationship with him, I want you to consider the truth that we're talking about tonight. Maybe tonight it's coming to a place where you acknowledge that God hasn't been wasting your circumstances. And maybe coming to the place tonight where you open the door and just go, well, maybe he's actually going to use this. Maybe he's going to use my past. Maybe he's going to use that event. Maybe he's going to use that situation. And maybe tonight I'm just going to like let go.